this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and my man Remo has lined up an interview with somebody who's creating a lot of a lot of noise. Just had his first sold-out show in L.A., an entire audience, knew every single word. Lil Sean is in the building. Yeah. Lil Sean in the building, man. Hell yeah. And you haven't done an interview in many years. Well, I've done one interview, but I wouldn't consider it like a real interview. I hadn't really created any buzz at that point, so this is like my first real interview. Right. What were the circumstances of that that interview previously? You were just f- around. Yeah, just f- around. Basically, it was some people from my city. Right. Um, but I don't know. I didn't really like the questions they asked either. It wasn't. It wasn't a good interview in my opinion. It's just like the first interview where like I can really reach out to my fans and tell them you know everything about Plug and B and the other community. Hell yeah, we're honored. How old were you when you did that first? Because that was like, well, four years ago, right? Well, yeah, that was like, yeah, three, four years ago. I was like 14, yeah. Because you've been making music since you were super young, right? Dude, yeah, like 10, yeah. 10? Okay. Yeah. And, and okay, so for the for the people who don't know, yeah. where are you from? And give us a little bit of your childhood experience. So I'm from originally Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm. Um, getting into, like, music, I guess, it was from, like, my dad. He um he listened to like a lot of Led Zeppelin and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I grew up playing the drums with him. He played the guitar. Um, I listened to like a lot of Michael Jackson, Marvin Gaye, like stuff like that. Um, and a lot of my influence comes from surprisingly like Michael Jackson mm-hmm. and music and like that type of scene, like '80s music stuff like that. Um, my parents played a ton of Michael Jackson and the Beatles and Marvin Gaye for me. That dude, I, I still listen yeah. to Michael Jackson to this day. Like. It's like one of my favorite artists, like forever. Yeah, it's kind of hard for us to even judge his impact because we were like, I wasn't even, I was kind of like alive during his run, but like yeah. a lot of his run was before I was really like even paying attention to music. But like, I mean, that's kind of like one of the most outsized impacts on music. Ever. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I mean, like honestly, dude, there's like not like a single artist like specifically that like influenced my music career. It's like all types of music, like R&B, like, I like music like Paramore, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Love like Paramore, I just recently got into them because dude, yeah. I f- with uh, Olivia Rodrigo, so tough, my girl was like, no, you need yeah. to listen to Paramore, that's where this dude, shit that comes shit's, from. That shit's f***ing fire, yeah, mm-hmm. I f*** with that shit, I f*** with all types of music, so, yeah, I don't know, like, I can just, a lot of my fans have said, like, they hear, like, an emo, like, type of, like, spin on, like, the plug and B that I do, like, I kind of see it a little bit, but, I like, see, yeah. but, like, yeah, like, that's, like, where a lot of my inspiration comes from, like, that really melodic type of sound. And were you just always perpetually online? Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. From very early on? Did you yeah. ever go outside and play in the dirt or anything? 
Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. I mean, like, I'm, I wasn't like an iPad kid or anything, you know what I mean? But, like, I was always, like, technological. Like, I know my way around, like, a computer and stuff like that. So, like, mm. like learning how to make music was, I guess, like, a lot easier than, like, other people could figure it out, you could say, I guess. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm a really technological person, in my opinion. But did you ever learn to play an instrument or anything, or everything was just like the drums, online? the drums. drums like, right, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can play the drums. Um but I never like really tried to learn how to play like any other instruments. It's just like the computer is like easier. Okay. Yeah. But so you start being online, like what kind of shit are you delving into on, on there? And was like music part of it from the beginning? Yeah. So when I first started like getting into music online, I was like taking like three, six mafia vocal chops mm -hmm. and like creating like sample beats out of shit like that. I don't know if you know, like DJ Smokey is. You know oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. had him on back in the day. Yeah. 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 Shit like that. That's like what I first started with. So like I was like a producer way before I was like an artist. Mm. Um, that's what I started with. And then like it branched out um, into like the rapping when I started skateboarding, mm. actually. So like that that got me into like the plug scene of everything because the people I was around um, at the time, they were listening to like early Cardi, you mm. know, like with the plug beats, Mexico Dro, yeah. stuff like that. Um, and just like the underground plug scene in general. And that that kind of just introduced me to the whole side of things. And from then on, I really, I wanted to be a rapper, just seeing how, like, yeah, the whole thing unfolded. But you were, like, 10? Yeah, no, that's that's the craziest part about it. Yeah. Right. But was there ever part of you that was like, shit, I'm a I'm a 10-year-old white kid from a city that a lot of people don't know much about. Maybe I shouldn't and, be and a rapper? It, I mean, like... That didn't occur to you? No, no, it, it really didn't, <laughs> honestly. That's a beautiful thing, that you had that confidence. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> what age did you record your first song? I want to say probably like 10, 11, yeah. And what's funny about it is my first song ever was on a Mexico drill beat. So, like, it's been plugged since, like, the root of everything. So break down what plugging B is for the people who don't know what's going on. It's hard to, like, put into words exactly what it is. If I could, like, explain it, it would be, like, plug drums on, like, like R&B melodies, like, it's it's R and B and plug mixed together. That's that's the name plug and B. And what's your definition of like plug for the people out there? I feel like I kind of know what you mean just because I listen to a lot of you know those Mexican. I don't. Drug I, don't beats I mean like shit. it's like jug drums. You know what I mean? Like just really like upbeat um, drums. I mean like it's it's had like melodic aspects to it for like the majority of the time. Plug and B's been a thing, but um, you yeah, know I don't I don't know how I would describe plug by itself. I mean like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Cardi, early Cardi describes it all. Right. Just listen to early Cardi. When I listen to your music, it feels like I'm in a house and the house is burning down, but instead of flames, it's auto-tuned. Hmm. It's interesting. I feel yeah. like I'm being consumed by the, the auto-tune, like when I'm listening to it. Like, it's inescapable. What's crazy is, like, auto-tune aspect, like... I use just as much auto-tune as, like, majority of artists. I don't know if it comes out in my voice more because, mm -hmm. like, the way I sound, like, more, more like, high-pitched type of voice. Right, and I mean, actually, I'm kind of, like, oversimplifying, too, because it's, like, the distorted beats and the drums and all, yeah, the, all that shit kind of just comes mean. together to just make it feel like it's kind of, like, almost like an end-of-the-world type thing. Yeah, I understand. I also, I pitch up my music a lot of the time. Mm. Like, it's not, like, my, like, natural voice. Like, 50% of my music is, like, pitched up to, like, an, a higher octave just because, like... It sounds more melodic, in my mm. opinion. Do you think that the desire to do that early on came from the fact that you were, like, you know, so young that maybe, like, your voice hasn't developed fully yet, and so you were looking for other ways to make your music kind of stand out or sound like the way you wanted it to? 
Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, like, it just sounded better to me. Like, I was I was playing around with it, and I don't know, like, it just, I like the melodies more when it's pitched up, detuned, mm. you know what I mean? I, I like my normal voice, but honestly, when I was younger, I hated it. Like, the high pitch side of things, like, the amount of, like, negativity that I got just off of, like, the fact that I had a high pitch voice and I was younger was insane. Yeah. Damn. So in high school, though, you had to be the man, because if you were dropping music early on, like, what was the perception of you at school? I only went, like, to actual school for my freshman year. I went to alternative school. So, like, <laughs> so, like it's hard to explain what that really is. But, like, for me, honestly, they, they try to say it's for, like, like bad the kids. bad kids and so, that get Yeah, stuff out. like that. But, like, honestly, like, it was just easier for me. Like, the learning experience is, like, a lot easier in alternative school. Um, there's a lot less pressure. And I felt like just the setting, like being around other kids that were like like me and relatable to me, it was a lot easier to learn. Um, but after my freshman year, that's when like COVID like started really hitting. Mm-hmm. So I I did like online school mm-hmm. through that school, and I just never went back. Like I just continued online school all the way through my graduation through that alternative school. But was it a situation where you were forced to go to alternative school or it was like a decision? That no, it was it was made? really a decision because it not only was it an alternative school, it was a music based alternative school. So there was a lot of music aspects to it. They had, you know, studios in the um, in the school and there was teachers there that were knowledgeable to music. Um, so I don't know, I just felt like it was a good setting for me. But if you're on like a music school and your music is as avant-garde as your shit is, like how do the teachers react to it? Do they like try to understand what you're going for or are they kind of like, no, you're doing it wrong. This isn't how music <laughs> is supposed to sound. They let me like do what I want for the most part. A lot of them like were into like, like boom bap type, like old, right. you know what I mean? Like a lot of like older style music. So like, uh, they don't really understand like, this newer, like, underground generation of music. Um, but, like, they liked it. Like, they didn't have anything against it. It's just, like, it's not what they grew up listening to. So it's, like, like night and day difference. So, you know, it was, like, a completely different spin. Mm, yeah. Definitely. What? So from the very beginning, though, were you kind of talking about having ops and porn foes and shit like that? Or was that something that came along down the road? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I think I was talking about stuff like that. But, like, when you're so young, like, you don't even understand, like, what the f- like half of that shit even means when you're saying it you know what i mean like when mm-hmm. i was like like really young like 10 like 12 13 like i don't even know what the fuck half of that shit meant <laughs> like like a fucking op and like you know what i mean like right. porn fo- foes and shit like I, I had no idea what the fuck that shit was you're just having fun with it yeah yeah you ever like get in trouble in school or anything for maybe talking about adult subject matter not really like i, I was pretty good in school i mean i graduated with honors you right. know what i mean like i'm i'm a smart kid but like i mean i had my situations in high school and stuff but uh not nah, for the most part i was pretty good in school yeah you ever get any serious trouble i mean like there was like a couple like suspensions there was like a situation where like i smoked a wood in the cafeteria that was that was a situation and i got <laughs> <laughs> your friends howling laughing at that? <laughs> slump I mean, is like, out there as well oh yeah, yeah 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 no that was uh it was an interesting i didn't thing. realize that was it was, it was on the, my yeah. bad slump sorry yeah it was on the it was on the first day of school too um i mean it was alternative school though so like hey, great minds think alike because that's how little jumex got signed back in the day was smoking a joint in class yeah you know who little jumex is no Damn, i don't miss that era okay <laughs> do, do some googles it's, yeah it's no um i got suspended for three days for that smoking a wood that seems pretty good smoking a wood in the cafeteria is fucked up oh like, no that, that's pretty bad but like then again it was alternative school so like mm. that wasn't really like 
like, I don't know, abnormal to them, I guess. I mean, like, what's funny is after I smoked it, the day I came back from suspension, the teachers had it pulled up, like, on the, the cameras, like, watching it, and they are just, like, <sighs> laughing. Like, one of the teachers like, not only were you smoking, you were smoking a wood. Like, yeah, no, they... knew what it was? Oh, yeah, bro, yeah, they were hip, like, okay. That's hilarious. You, you know, I, my uncle quit smoking cigarettes. He smokes purple backwoods, no weed in it, just just the backwood now. Just a cigar? I'm like, bro, you are a fucking savage. I'm like, I know a million people who smoke backwoods with weed in it. I've ne- uh, oh, I don't think I've ever really known anybody who smoked it like that. He's like yeah, 60 years old, that. 50 years yeah. old. He's, he's doing that shit. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> wow, that's savage for real. So your parents were all, so for them to uh, help, uh, transfer you over to an alternative school for music, yeah. they were kind of behind your music career? Yeah, yeah, they supported me 100%. They always have. Um, they don't support, like, the the bad things that come with it, like the stuff that I I talk about and stuff like that, uh, obviously, especially with, like, the age that I was talking about that stuff at. Like, they like who, what f***ing, like, 13-year-old is, you know what I mean, like, talking about shit like that. So that obviously, like, made them think that I was troubled mm-hmm. at a young age. But, um, yeah, they, they support me, yeah. They, they always have. So when do you think was the first time you started seeing success from dropping any of your music? Um, honestly, probably around like 13, 14. That's when I started seeing success. And it was, I think, primarily just based off of the fact that I was so young and like I'm white and the shit that was being talked about and the fact that I was so hip to like the underground scene and making like these these plug you know, songs, and a lot of people my age had no idea what the fuck Plug was, and, you know, they listened to people like 21 Savage and shit like that, and you know what I mean? Were it's, you it's posting your thing. shit online trying to, like, get noticed, or was it something? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, bro, SoundCloud, all that shit, like, yeah, promoting my shit just like I am today. Right. Yeah. What about eating grass and getting suspended for that? That's a real thing? Huh? You ate grass and got suspended for it? No. Oh, okay, I watched this, like, little documentary video about you, and they... So all that shit's bullshit. Like all oh, okay. the, those they make memes and troll you a lot, bro. This is like the first interview. Like I'm really gonna like dive deep into shit. So like all that shit's just fucking guesses. Like people are just like making up half this shit. And like these documentaries, like I don't even know where the fuck half the information comes from, bro. Like wow, it's actually just bullshit. Because yeah. the dude mentioned you eating grass two different times in the video. Yeah, so I, I, I at a certain point, I'm like, oh, because he was really eating grass. Like that's fucking disgusting. Like how could you yeah. even continue your day after that? Yeah, I'm not e- not eating grass. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, were you using like Triller back in the day? Like that yeah. was that the main thing that was helping you like uh, yeah, yeah. get your fan base up? Yeah, yeah. I definitely was using Triller. Um, I don't really use it much anymore, but yeah, that was like a big part. Yeah. So once you're actually making music and and starting to like get your your shit together, yeah. Do you start getting less interested in the Michael Jacksons of the world and more focused on like the Chief Keeps and like all the shit that was going on in rap or what? I mean, like, no, nah, I I just put it all at once. Like, mm. like today, like I'll play a Chief Keef song and then play a Michael Jackson song right after type shit. You know what I mean? Like, I like all fucking genres of music and I always have. Like, I never just been like solely focused on one genre and like only listening to that. Mm. Like, I take inspiration from every fucking aspect of music. Like. Real shit. Respect. I seen somewhere where you were. You said you were a Luke Keed fan. Hmm? You're a Luke Keed fan. Uh, I, maybe I was like back in the day. Back I haven't listened to him in a while. Yeah, but and um, YNW Melly. What about what yeah, you think about I, him right I, now? Melly. Hell yeah. I mean, like I don't listen to that type of music right now, but like, shit's fire. Like I fuck with it. I like all that melodic shit. Okay. So who are you listening to like right now versus? Right now. Yeah. Versus. Honestly, back then? bro. 
right now I'm listening to like a lot of LA rap. I've been listening to a lot of LA rap for the past year, like Big Sad. You with Big Sad? Shout out to Big Sad. Fire, bro. Like all that shit's heat. Like I've been listening to that shit like steady for like the past like year and a half, two years. Okay, a lot of LA rap. Um, I don't listen to a lot of plug and be honestly, just because like I make that shit and like I don't know. I don't find like much interest in listening to it as much as I used to, but like I'll still put on like some old plug and be music. I listen to like a lot of old Cardi and shit. I don't really listen to like a lot of new Cardi. I don't listen to like that opium shit too much. Um, really? It's just not my style. Wh- when did Cardi lose you? Like how do you feel? making plug, bro. When you just listened to Whole Lot of Red, it was it was a letdown. I couldn't even name like two songs off it. Like and that's like uh, like just like like respectfully, like I don't listen to that type of music, so like, you know what I mean? Like I don't know much about it to be honest. Like I'm I'm like I'm in tune with the plug shit, you know what I mean? Like when that opium shit like came out, like I didn't really pay attention to it. Like it's still kind of new to me, bro, cuz like like my roots are fucking like plug and beat, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's like all I know like for the underground shit. Let's break this down because a lot of people are probably going to be in the comments and they're going to have different opinions on this. Yeah. Who do you credit for creating plug? Plug and B so, like, okay, from an artist's perspective, like, when I'm going to make a song, the first thing I do is pick out a beat. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, the first step. You can't f-ing make a song without a beat. So, like, I'm going to give full credit to, like, Zan. honestly, yeah, like, Zan Gang, like, producer-wise, just because, like, you cannot make a song without a beat. You know what I mean? Like, it's impossible. So, yeah, like, but, like, artist-wise, it's so f-ing controversial, bro. Like, people really take that shit serious. Like, who created that f-ing sound? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have right. no idea. If you had to give me two people, who would you say? So we didn't just. I'm just going to like follow what everyone else says yeah. because, like, bro, like when I was making, like, bro, I've been making Plug and B honestly since like 2017. And like back then, it wasn't even called Plug and B. It was, it was just Melodic Plug. That's all it was. Like that name, I don't know who, like, I don't, I don't have receipts of anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like I can't confirm, like, for sure, but like, like definitely like at the beginning it was really like Corey Lingo and like like Summers just like you know like those two people like those are the two names you hear a lot when you like talk about who started it so I'll probably go with that. All right, and at one point you were in a group with Summers and Can Can. Yeah, yeah, uh, D one, D one, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How, how, how does that? that? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I was I was like thirteen, so like I took it serious, but like I think to them like it wasn't really that serious. How did y'all even, where did y'all build a friendship at? Just online? Yeah, online. It was it was all online based. I didn't really meet any of them in person um, around that time. But um, yeah, all online, yeah. Was there shows that you were excited to go to growing up? Or did you have to like kind of wait until you got older? You could travel or? Um, shows, I mean like other artists. I The only show that I've really been to is like, the, I've been, I went to an X show. Really? Yeah. When you were super young, I'm guessing? Oh yeah, like like 11 it was on that revenge tour i think so because that's probably the only time that he would have played yeah he came to minnesota um he played at a pretty big venue in my city and so i think that's the only time he came to my city that was um, the tour that got canceled halfway through because there was so much fucked up shit happening every night he got knocked out on that, that tour crazy <laughs> yeah that was a wild time period yeah that damn was... so because I, I was gonna ask that is like what's your perspective on like you know the the prior soundcloud rap waves whether it was like x and i listened whole... to that shit bro right. i did i definitely listened to that shit when i was growing up um i didn't take influence like in an aspect where it's like i want to make music like this but like i enjoyed listening to it and like it definitely was part of like 
my growing up experience just because that was like what was popping at the time mm. like fucking Lil Pump and like you know Smoke for X all that shit like shit was big so yeah I definitely listened to it yeah Miami Baby <laughs> let's yeah. talk about it so that was one of your first songs that kind of like that that song definitely like like opened the door to like a lot of all the artists I know now type shit like Ron So Cold he like he helped introduce me to like a lot of the people I know now that song definitely like is very was very helpful to my career. I don't really like the song. Like, yeah, I seen you say that. Why? Yeah, just bro, like the baby voice shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it sticks with me, bro, because like that song, it came with so much negative backlash, bro. Just like the baby voice shit. Like, I kept hearing it. Like, and like, bro, when I, I would go to school and like Miami, babe, bro, people would always be singing that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Yeah, there was uh, a time period where anytime you'd hear people talk about Cardi, they were pretty much talking about the baby voice. Yeah, like that was. Well, it's like a different baby voice, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's like forcing that, but like that was like my natural f- voice. So mm. like I felt like bullied by the fact that like people were like, you know what I mean? Like coming at my voice type shit. Right, and it's crazy that you connected with Ron so cold like that because he was a big person in the the sort of yeah. SoundCloud scene, and he had a yeah. bunch of videos on No Jumper in like 2016, 2017. I remember, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, that's crazy because I hadn't heard his name in a few years. He's cool, as f- but that's dope that he got involved. Yeah, how, how did he reach out to you? Um, Instagram, I think. Yeah, and like at the time, he was like, he was connected with like Summers and all them in that mm-hmm. like that D one shit. Like I think he was part of it. Um, yeah, and he he kind of got me like locked in with them. I guess you could say like that's when like the D one doors like open. Like that's when like I started like like gaining actual traction in like the SoundCloud community for like the plug and be shit and like. People started, like, noticing, you know, like, that this little kid is When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And all this shit with the plug shit. Mm. On your, you used to do a lot of features, but like, on your last project, you yeah, know, I haven't done a lot of features. I've been focusing on myself. I feel yeah. like I overdid the features when I was a lot younger. But like, it's because like, I don't know, bro. Like, motivation is hard for me. I feel like I lose motivation with like making music a lot of the time. I don't know exactly what it is, but like, I start songs, I don't finish them. You know what I mean? Like, I'll start a song and just scrap it and come back to it. And five months later, and my voice will be changed by then because I'm still fucking growing. So you know what I mean? Like I can't finish it. So I was just getting all these fucking artists, every artist that wanted to make a song on the fucking you know the shit. Yeah. So I don't know. I I definitely overdid the features, but yeah, I'm focusing. So on that's myself. why now you just focus yeah. on just not doing music with anybody. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather be known for me. You know what I mean? Than like feeding off of someone else's fans and shit like that. Like I want to build my own fan base by myself. Mm. So the other day we was at uh, your show. And yeah. that was you and Richard Mary's show. That yeah. was your first performance ever? No, I had done a little performance um, with the same, like, group that in, that interviewed me that I was speaking about from my mm. city. And, like, there wasn't really any traction there. I mean, like, it was a, it was a smaller show. Um, and years ago. Years ago. So, like, I hadn't really gained, like, a real fan base yet. Um, but, yeah, this is the first show where it was, like, real, like, diehard fans. Like, you came out to Gene Soak, wasn't it? Yeah. That's, all right, and the crowd was singing it word from word. Bro, I was so fucking surprised. Like, 
I was so worried about that show, bro. I thought it, like it was gonna be like an awkward experience, but like right when I got on the stage, like the adrenaline just took over, type shit, and like I was like a whole different fucking person. The crowd knew like damn near every song, every fucking word, every, every song, word. Bro. That's, so it was, I'm for this to be your first show in LA. Like, how yeah. how did you feel after you did that show? Like, you was like, I'm really oh adrenaline high, bro. Like, I felt good as fuck. Like, I. I knew that, like, I had a fan base, but, like, I didn't know that they were, like, you know, like, locked in like that, bro. Like, they, yeah, they blew my mind for sure. He sent me that clip, and yeah. that just, seeing that level of passion from that many people just made me, like, oh, fuck, I gotta actually, You like, don't really see that a lot anymore nah. in the underground. Like, yeah. that's fucking rare, bro. Like, yeah, it was a lit moment. Okay. We always talk about how the underground's kind of dead because artists get signed and kind of blow up too yeah, quickly. Yeah, and they go so in a whole different direction. There's not, like, enough time where they're underground and they're able to really, like, build that fan base up and shit, but it feels like that. I felt like, oh, I'm witnessing something special when I observe this. Yeah, bro, I don't want to be one of those artists. Real shit. I want to stay, like, with this underground sound. I want to turn that into something else. Really? Shit. So if a label came to you and offered you a million dollars right now, you'd probably be confident and turn it down because you want to build more organically it depends like what would like come from that like because like bro like if it involves like like staying with my sound type shit and like turning plug and b into like something bigger like i'm all for it you mm -hmm. know what i mean like that shit's cool but like i wouldn't want to branch out into like a mainstream side of like you know what i mean like that's just not for me like i always want to make this like this underground sound because i mean that's kind of the question is like would you rather be someone who's less rich but super true to the culture and what you believe in or do you want to be somebody who maybe gets a lot of money but you have to basically compromise who you are along the way yeah i feel you yeah bro i don't know i i just want to make plug and be honestly bro that's all i'm interested in doing you know what's funny i just realized is that the one interview that you did was with Waterwave tv who i know because that's who that's what i'm talking about i know because i went to a kendama event in your city oh, at one point bro i think i saw that and he slid on me while i was outside the <laughs> event because he was hitting me up trying to do an interview and i was just kind of ignoring it or yeah. whatever and he pulled up and fucking took me into an yeah. alley and interviewed me so that's fucking hilarious I'm, i saw world. that i remember seeing that yeah yeah, it was Waterwave. Yeah, that's who I did the show with and the interview. Yeah. You got to respect someone trying to do content in a small city like that bro, that doesn't have it. as much going on, you know? Yeah, no, it's definitely nothing against someone. I was being, like, 100% honest. Mm -hmm. Like, that wasn't, like, a good interview in my eyes just for me and, like, the size of artist I was. You know what I mean? Like, the questions. Like, mm -hmm. they just weren't correct for me. You ever play Kendama? I have. Because you grew up around there, sweets. I have like, yeah. Street. I never got like got like into it, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I be seeing like yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's just cool. He's from like the most prevalent Kendama city, which is not is it, something are we really known for. That well, that's where the biggest company is from, Minnesota. Sweets. Oh, I know what that is. Yeah, that's that's them. Yeah, like, I think they like pulled up to our school one time. Like, oh yeah, they do all they kinds of demos and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. crazy. That's cool. Small world. Okay. Did, did Maddox have any influence over you? Mm, not really. Not really. I, mean, I fuck with bro. But like, Do you get compared to him a lot? Because, you know, like, he was early on with it. Well, the only people that be, like, comparing us is, like, like the corny-ass, like, fans, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, got... we're in our own different, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a whole different lane type shit, like, whole different sound. So, yeah. But people do be doing that, but, like, it, it'd be, like, his fans that, like, will, like, come across me on the internet type shit, you know what I mean? And try yeah. to compare us, but, yeah. Why the name LaShawn anyway? Hmm? Why the, how did you get your name LaShawn? My name? Yeah. Honestly, bro, you know, my, my mom came up with that shit. Yeah. That's not something I've ever heard someone say. My mom came up with my rap name. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, bro, like, I was struggling so hard to, like, think of what the fuck I'm going to name myself. 
And like, I don't know, she just popped into her head. She's like, Lil Sean. I said, it was as simple as that, bro. Like, there's no meaning behind it at all. Where I was just chilling with my mom. And I was like, I need a, I need a rap name. She was like, Lil Sean. I was like, oh. And she spazzed fucking on fucking hard. Too. Yeah, that's like, all. Damn, I just went with it. I was like, shit. It's fucking hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, damn. Nah, that shit's hard. Who do you feel is that like? How do you feel about uh, SoundCloud rap in 2023? It's definitely died down a lot, um, but I mean, like, I'm not giving up on it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still dropping consistently on SoundCloud, just like any other platform. And what's funny is I didn't even drop on like, like platforms like Spotify and iTunes until like just a year ago. Like, I was all like all SoundCloud. Like, that's all I dropped on, and I like gained probably like eighty percent of my fan base that I have right now just off of SoundCloud. Like, mm-hmm. there was no like, you know, like Spotify, iTunes, something like that. I didn't do that until my most recent album. Um, yeah. SoundCloud still kind of cracking because at a certain point I realized that because I love 401 out of Brooklyn and like a drill group and the, uh, like at a certain point I realized if I want to hear their shit that they haven't got approved because of cert- samples and shit I got to like re-download oh. SoundCloud and like yeah. be on there because that's where they put all their rare shit that because they'll, they'll make TikToks and reels to it and then I go try to find it on Apple Music and I can't find it and at a certain point I realized like oh I gotta I gotta go to, back to the SoundCloud it's been a while I noticed a lot of people are going to like Spotify and iTunes I don't know if it's because like fucking like simplicity or whatever, but like people just aren't on SoundCloud like they used to be. It's just because people want to make money off it, you know. But it used to be. Remember, like Kanye would just drop a random fucking song on SoundCloud and it would get like twenty million plays. And it's like I don't know. Even though like Apple Music and Spotify, like damn near everybody's got it, and it's yeah. not that expensive. It yeah. still like hits a different hits the audience in a different way when you give it out on SoundCloud. I don't know. Yeah, I feel it. I don't know. I'm just I'm always gonna stick with SoundCloud. It's like my roots, bro. Like I I was brought up, you know what I mean? Like dropping music on SoundCloud, so I'm I'm not gonna give up on it personally. The plug scene is still big on it. Mm. Yeah. Like I feel like plug is like holding SoundCloud up like a lot. A lot of plug rappers still drop on SoundCloud that I know personally, you know? Right. Yeah. It's got a it's like a good recommendation engine too. So it's like you might get exposed to a lot of new fans from people just it, it just plays your shit after other people's shit. Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah, they also do like that playlisting shit. Mm. They have like the plug playlist and shit like that. Yeah, and they'll put my music in that shit. That shit's cool. I fuck yeah. with that shit. And all the drill kids use samples and shit, so that's why I feel like they fuck with SoundCloud as well. SoundCloud's like pretty hip, yeah. I feel like, to like the plug community and shit. I've been seeing like they're like a lot more hip now than they used to be mm. um, with the underground sound, like the plug and be shit. Who's your like biggest friends in the underground? Friends? Yeah, like are you, you have friends in the underground? Mm. I see Slump out there. Yeah, no, like, I fuck with a lot. I mean, like, bro, I'm friends with everyone. Like, I'm one of those people, bro, I don't have problems with, like, really anyone in the underground. Like, I never really have. Yeah. I fuck with everyone. Like, close friends you could say, like, I'd hang out with, like, in person. Um, Honestly, bro, like, you know who Lebanon is? You don't know who that is? I think I've I seen him. Yeah, it's, like, another plug-and-B artist. Um, I fuck with him, like, um, Young Friendy. I fuck with Summers. Um, Summers is cool as fuck. Uh, Can Can, he's cool as shit. Yeah, uh, I, I fuck with everyone, bro. How you sure. feel about uh, what happened with Summers at Boxfest? I know you've seen that. Everyone's been talking about it. <laughs> I don't got no comment. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. It's a new uh, a new level for the underground scene. We haven't really seen definitely interesting too much of that in recent yeah, years. I mean, like if anything, it benefited him. Like he's going up from it for sure. I've been seeing. Yeah, but. Yeah, that shit's definitely crazy. I like fuck. that he did a like a response track and basically just made it that. sound exactly like a young boy song. Like <laughs> that to me was an amazing move on his part. Like that was fucking genuinely hilarious that he just did that. 
Yeah, he's been making that young boy shit yeah. recently. That shit's hard. I oh, focus. so he's got other shit like that too. So I didn't know that. Okay. <clears throat> oh yeah, bro, he's been doing that shit. That shit's mm. cool. Yeah, it shows. It shows hella versatility. Yeah. But y'all okay. still like have a friendship to this day. Like y'all talk, chop it up. Yeah, hell yeah. Nah, I was with him uh, in the studio like a month ago. Oh, early. Yeah. So y'all got some music coming soon, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Probably. I like that. What about Autumn? Cause you and Autumn used to. Did you and Autumn used to be friends, or y'all was in the group too? Yeah. Um. Yeah, we were in the group. I don't know. I haven't talked to bro in like years. He like said some shit like about me and like a comment and some shit like oh, that I didn't fuck with. Yeah, so, I missed like, that. Well, what did he say? Nah, like someone someone said some shit like you should work with Lil Shine or whatever, and then he was just like, he was like never or some shit like that. I was just like, you know what I mean? Cause like I don't be certain problems with him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I fucked him, bro. You know what I mean? Like I fuck with his music and all that shit. I don't got nothing against no one. So like that just kind of caught me off guard. I was like, you know. I don't like when people do that weird shit, bro. You know what I mean? Shit's fake. Do you feel like you get haters just because you've been kind of blowing up quickly? And a yeah, lot of, 100%. A lot of people have been working their asses off for a long time. And yeah. I, bro, I've been working my fucking ass off. Like, True. you know what I mean? Like, no cap, eight years, bro. Like, yeah. I'm I'm glad it's starting to finally pay off. It's just hard for people to even fathom because they see you. You're young. They figure that you must not have been going for it for that long. But, I mean, you have, like, a crazy catalog of shit out there from... Hell, bro, time. hell yeah, I got a fat-ass catalog, no cap. Is there part of you that everything's about taking it down, or is that in and out 100%, bro, but, like, I feel like it's part of me. Like, I can't do that. It would be, like, unfair to the fans that actually enjoy that shit, bro, because, like, back then, it was, like, really 50-50 on, like, the hate and love. Like, mm. really, bro, like, it was 50% of people really just showing pure hate, bro. Like, just the fact that I'm white and, like, my voice is high and I was young and all this shit. Um, but, bro, there's surprisingly really people that actually fucked with that shit out there and, like, it got them through hard times. That's what I've heard. So, you know what I mean? I, I'm not going to take that shit down. Yeah. I thought about it, though, for sure. When I seen that live show clip, I was just like, damn, there is a younger generation that this just clearly speaks to on a totally different level. Which I is, know, bro. It's just, it's, it's just motivational as a person who's loved hip-hop for a long time, even if this shit is obviously, like, way outside the realm of, like, traditional <laughs> hip-hop. But just yeah. anytime I can see young kids being that yeah. genuinely excited about shit, it just kind of gets me hyped that, that that shit still exists. Bro, what's crazy is when I make these songs, songs i don't have meaning like when i create it you know what i mean like these kids like create meaning out of it you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i just be like punching in like just like not even thinking about what the fuck i'm saying like i just be saying the first shit that comes to my head that rhymes with the next bar you know what i mean but like these kids really create meaning and like it it, it helps them apparently mm -hmm. so, yeah How you I, I make emotional music type shit you know what i mean like a lot of the shit is really heartfelt music but like like i said it's inspiration from like michael jackson and shit like that bro like that's, like, one of those artists that really made, like, music that touched people. So, like, maybe my lyrics. But you say you make emotional music. Have you experienced enough with girls and shit for that to be, like, a major source of what you're making music about? I have, but, like, it, it's not really just females, bro. Like, just, like, mental health in general, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I've, like, struggled with a lot of shit, like, depression and anxiety, like, my whole life type shit. I don't really speak about that a lot on the internet because, like, I, I tend to keep, like, the personal shit outside of the internet, but, like... Yeah, bro, I be dealing with a lot of that shit all the time, but I'm not the type of person like goes talk about it like openly, like and like boast about it on the internet and like be like I'm I'm depressed. You know what I mean? Because like, depression is like a, a pose for a yeah, lot and of. Yeah, I don't want to seem like shows. I like. Yeah, I don't want to seem like I'm like. I mean, like, bro, like I don't need help with any of my. You know what I mean? I got my shit figured out, but like I, I definitely be like going through it. You know what I mean? You, you have a history with drugs? Um. So I mean, like, bro, like I said, like I was getting into like all like the SoundCloud shit so young that like. 
I I fucked with all the drugs and shit at like crazy young age. Like I was fucking with psychedelics and shit. Like mm-hmm. at like age 13, 14, like fucking with acid and mushrooms and all that shit. Um, I mean, like, I don't really fuck with opiates like that. I've I've like dabbled around with all that shit, and I had like my time period where like I fucked with that shit, but like it never really was just for me. Right now, bro, like I'm 100 percent sober. Like I don't That's smoke weed. Yeah. I don't do nothing. Like. Yeah, my life, like, is shifted downwards. Like, right now is, like, the age where I should start, like, experimenting with shit like yeah. that. But, like, I was doing all that shit, the experimentation when I was, like, yeah. 13. As somebody who's done a shitload of drugs throughout my life, I'll tell you that, like, it's, like, when people offer me fucking drugs right now, I'm just, like, think about this trade-off. Like, I could feel real good for a period of time, and then I'm going to feel like shit afterwards for longer. Like, yeah. I don't feel tempted at all when somebody tries to get me to do coke because it's, like, I feel fine right now, and I don't really need to experience some, like, peaks and valleys to, like, just have an extreme experience. And I feel like the earlier you figure that out as a young dude, the, yeah. the better off you'll be. Because, it, like, even though it might feel good in the moment, like, being out in public and just being fucked up and shit, it's like, it's going to make you make bad decisions. It's going to make you look like a fucking goofy. I have a lot of recollection of meeting people that are kind of important in the music industry or, or the rap world. And I was fucking loaded on Zans <laughs> or Molly or whatever. Yeah, and I yeah. just probably made a total fool of myself in front of people, even if I felt like I was keeping it cool. Hell yeah, not what you mean. The earlier you figure out that it's not worth it, the better off you'll be. Now, nah, facts, I feel you. Honestly, bro, like, like psychedelics, bro, they really did, like, benefit me. I mm-hmm. feel like, like, with, like, the mental health shit, bro, like, like, microdosing, like, mushrooms and shit like that. And, like, just going through, like, honestly, bro, I've had some, like, pretty traumatic acid trips, like, real shit, like, some, like, pretty like crazy experiences um because i was doing that shit so young and like i don't know if it's because my brain was underdeveloped or whatever but like that shit was was hitting me a little bit different than Mm. other people around me for sure yeah psychedelics are definitely something where it can have a positive impact on you but it also could easily not and a lot of it has to do with how much you take and what kind of mental state you are of course are in. and especially when you're talking being really young that's just like a roll of the dice that yeah. you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. no no i was ha- like i would have like amazing like beautiful trips when i was around like other people that like had like a good vibe type mm. shit but like there was just like a select few times where like I was around like the wrong crowd of people and you know what I mean? Like it just, it all went bad type shit. So like those traumatizing situations, I feel like made me stronger mentally type shit. And like, honestly, bro, like they opened up like a part of my brain that I didn't know was mm-hmm. like, you know, like, so like creativity wise, like this shit just helped with the music. I feel like for yeah, sure. I remember like the, even the first, it was not psychedelic, but like the first time I ever did ecstasy, I was like, Oh, I've, I've never felt this good in my entire life. And I gotta like I know I can carry some of this into the sober realm. With I, I've me. done Molly one time. Do you know what a hundred gex is? You know, yeah. What? yeah, I did Molly on my fifteenth birthday at a hundred gex show. Wow. Yeah. And, and how that, was that? Oh, dude, that show was fucking amazing. Because yeah. I meant to ask uh, Hyperpop Daily if he was a fan of them. Because that that's like the original. I, I don't listen to that right? shit. I don't listen to that shit anymore. I used to have like, but like. I don't know. I didn't really consider it hyper pop. I mean, it is, but like, I just like the the melodies, bro. Mm-hmm. I like all that melodic shit. Like, I don't really care about yeah, like the name or anything. But I fucked with them. I don't really, I don't listen to them much anymore. But they were popping then, yeah. like around that time. Yeah, when I was like fifteen, that shit was lit though, bro. Yeah. You had a car and you crashed it. What kind of car you had? A Chrysler three hundred. How you crash it? That okay. So the Chrysler three hundred. That was the first car I ever had. Um. I got that before I had a license, so, like, I didn't know how to drive at all. When I got the car, like, the first time I ever drove the car was my first time driving ever type shit. So, like, I had bought the car just because I wanted a car. Like, I needed a car really bad, and, like, 
I, I was sick of being like immobile. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wanted to be able to move around. So I bought the car. Um, I, I guess I, re- I rear-ended someone when I was driving over a bridge and like young boy was playing. Right. I swear to God, like, <laughs> got to crash the whip to young boy. I swear to God. Like, no, nah, it's like, bro, the, the song was playing like low. Like I was just like on my phone, not paying attention. I turned the young boy up all the way and just fucking like pulled pull off type shirt, just like running every red light. Like I don't know what I thought. Like you know what I mean? Like the young boy just had me. <laughs> young boy took over, man. <laughs> bro, the young boy took over, right? So yeah, I was driving. Um, I was like going through my neighborhood, bro. Just like fucking like, I was driving like the police were behind me, but they were not, they definitely weren't behind me. Like I was just like being stupid. And I like jumped the curb and crashed this shit into into a tree and like, yeah, like started a little fire and shit. This shit was bad. How'd you explain that to your parents? My mom pulled up. She was like a block away at, at my house, and I called her and I was like, "You need to come down here right now." Type shit. I was only sixteen. Um, she pulled up and she was crying and all this shit. And the police came and they, yeah, that was a whole ordeal. And like, apparently, the yard that I crashed into, the old guy that lives there was mowing his lawn like ten minutes before that, like in the same place I oh, crashed. Shit. So like, if I would have like done that ten minutes before, like, you know what I mean? Like. You want to be right here right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something. And then the YouTube documentaries about you would be like Lil Shine, the rapper who killed an old man at 16. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. That's a dark narrative. That would be, yeah. Oh, yeah. Career would have, yeah. Good thing that didn't happen, right? Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No yeah. murder. Yeah. Fuck? Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, he comes out of jail. Tear, shout out my boy St. Cloud because he definitely has some questions for you. He said, were you aware that one of Lil Wayne's sons like reacted to your songs? Really? One of Lil Wayne's sons? Mm-hmm. I did. I think I did see that. I don't know. I don't even know what he said. Like I, I remember looking at it, like glancing at it, but I don't know what the fuck he said. I, I think it was support. I don't. I think it was support. Yeah, you it was like half it? support. Like half, I don't know. I think he said some shit like he fucks at it, but like he doesn't know. Like I don't know. How old even are Lil Wayne's kids at this point? I didn't even know he had kids that old. He, he seemed like, like he was like thirteen, sons. right? Like yeah, he's around. Yeah. I know he has like ten and eleven year old or somewhere around there, but they're old. He seemed pretty young, bro. Yeah, he seemed pretty young. You used to, uh, Lou Tracy reached out to you before? Yeah, I've spoke to Tracy a couple times. Uh, that was a long time ago, though, bro, like a long time ago. We, we haven't spoken in a while. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I know we talked on the phone a couple times. So I fuck with bro. That's Let's an see. underground rap pioneer right there, especially hell, in bro, the, hell yeah. the niche that you're in. That, yeah. He was fucking early on that shit. That was one of the first rappers that I was tapped in with, honestly, doing this shit. Bro, yeah, I used to listen to him heavy, too, bro. I used to listen to everything, gang. Okay, all that shit. Fucking peep, all that shit. I fuck with that shit. Rest in peace. Did you okay. get your chain first or your veneers? I was wondering if those teeth were real. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Wait, that. Which one think? you got first? I got the chain first. I definitely got the chain first, yeah. When um, did you get it? I don't like what year was this. Uh, This was this year. It this was the beginning recently. of the year, yeah. It was about like, yeah, like about a year ago now. Yeah, I got the chain first, yeah. Shout out uh, my jeweler, Mirror Smiles, no cap. What made you want to make that move? You felt like you had to do it to be a rapper? Oh, of or? course, bro. Mm. kidding me? That shit... It's, bro, definitely, like, I don't know. It, it changed, like, the game for me. Like, just walking around with the chain on, like, it's a whole different feeling. You feel me? Like, it's it's bust down chain. Like, like what? Give you superpowers when you put it on? Hell yeah, bro. Behind the microphone, all that. I started making better music. Oh. <laughs> I feel it. I feel but it. Do you feel like more of a, a target or, like, some thirsty person might feel the need to do something? Yeah, I guess. But, like, I don't really be thinking about that, bro. Like, mm. I'm not really worried about that. Yeah. You know, a lot of people think you're from California. Yeah, they probably do. Bro, my yeah, a lot of the artists think Los cool. Angeles is my top played city. Like, hmm. I'm you? always here too. Why, okay, this is why they think that. Because I only post pictures when I'm here. 
because like there's not mm. shit to take a picture with in Minnesota except the fucking snow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I, all the pictures I post are here and I put the location Los Angeles. So like everyone's just created this like narrative that like I'm from Los Angeles and I'm not from Los Angeles. I'm yeah, from yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. Do you remember the first time that you heard Yachty say it's cold like Minnesota? I do. And that shit's like shook you to your core, bro. <laughs> It's made everyone think that Minnesota is always fucking cold. Right. You know what I mean? Seasons like it's literally like, bro, it's just another Midwest fucking state. It's like Chicago, fucking New York. Like we have a winter and we have a summer and the summer gets up to fucking like, you know, 110. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just like anywhere else. But I'm from New Hampshire, and so I always have that conversation, really? too, because I highlight the fucking snow because it was traumatic growing up with that much fucking snow. Like it's There's just, a lot of snow in New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. Like, during the winter, it's crazy. But then during the summer, it's, like, unbelievably It definitely gets hot, crazy in know? Minnesota, but, like, I think, like, people, like, created the narrative that, like, Minnesota's insanely cold just because we've had, like, some, like, crazy moments in history where, like, Minnesota's gotten, like, mm. fucking, like, 10-plus feet of snow, and, like, people have been snowed in, like, their houses, like... Because right. we're, like, right next to fucking North and South Dakota type shit, so, like, we're, like, close to, like, as cold as it can get besides Antarctica. But people shit. who didn't grow up in that shit don't know what it's like to wake up and look outside and see, like, a five-foot-tall pile of snow oh, on it, your whole yard, on your mom's car, shit like that. So whenever I talk about the weather or whatever where I was back home, it's like, yeah... You didn't like that shit, though? I mean, I I personally love nice weather. That's why I fucking moved here more than anything else. I feel you. I just like when I, I love going to fucking Hawaii. I do not I like going anywhere snow, where there's I snow on the snow. ground. I love it. I've been to like Russia during the winter and shit, and it's just Russia? it's not worth it. It's just terrible. Yeah, I feel it. I don't know. Like every time I come to LA and it's like winter back home, I always feel relieved to like land back home. You know really? what I mean? Like the snow is just like turning like my comfort type shit. Like you know what I mean? Like I grew up with that shit. So but do you like, like going outside a lot? When I was a kid, I, did. I mean, like, not now, obviously. Like, there's not shit to do outside. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I mean, like, I grew up riding BMX bikes, so to me, snow was always the enemy. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, when I was skateboarding, yeah, yeah. when I was, like, a lot younger. Because, bro, I used to skate crazy. Like, that was, like, like a big part of my childhood. So, like, obviously around then, like, yeah. Like, I always wanted to skate outside in the fucking winter. But Do you yeah. think that the skate culture and the experience of skating, did that kind of help shape what you're into as a person? Oh, yeah. Like I said before, bro, like, like being around, like, all these older kids that were, like, skating and shit. They were making, like, skate edits and shit to, like, Cardi and, mm-hmm. like, all this, like, plug music. So, like, that shit turned me up to, like, you know, like, it introduced me to, like, the plug and B scene and all that shit. I would have a way less eclectic sense of taste with music and everything if it wasn't for the fact that I grew up watching all these BMX and skate videos and just getting turned on to rappers and bands and shit, like, left and right. Just so much different shit that I wouldn't have figured out about if I had just kind of been listening to the same shit I was used to. Oh, yeah, that, like, the BMX and skate scene is, like, super hip to mm-hmm. all that shit. Okay. You wasn't making a plug because I heard you say that on like you experienced with a lot of music, but you're only putting out your plug and B songs. Yeah, if you wasn't doing plug and B, what genre would you actually like focus on, bro? Honestly, like probably like like eighties funk. To be honest, I've been making shit like that recently. That shit's hard. I fuck with all that shit. Like if I, bro, if I could like be like any type of musician, it would be like Michael Jackson shit, like shit like that, bro. Like yeah, but that shit's so hard to make. Like it takes real talent to make like music like that, bro. Like, you can't do it with the auto-tune. It doesn't sound right. Mm, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you need to really know how to sing. But you could be, like, the Taylor Swift of your generation because she started out as a country singer and then transitioned to, like, pop star, indie rock. Like, she really kind of surpassed multiple different genres to become the biggest superstar of all time. Yeah. Or at least our time. Well, I, I've already created, like, this fucking plug-and-be shit, like, around my name. You know what I mean? Mm. So, like, I feel like that's the genre that I could really, like, 
bring to like mainstream like a lot of people say like plug and b can't go mainstream but i feel like it definitely could with like the right you know what i mean but do you feel like you're kind of in a box where if you really wanted to experiment and try different things that your existing fan base might not accept it honestly bro surprisingly my fan base asks for like that that other shit all the time like they want to hear the versatility i feel like they're gonna support me no matter what i do honestly like i'd be psyching myself out type shit like i'll like convince myself that they won't fuck with it but like really bro like they definitely would all that mm. shit like anything with me yeah well because the first time i really seen that was with x because he he came out with all this like rage music that got him super fucking popular and then he puts out an album and it's all like campfire sing-along type shit yeah i remember and that i was like you can do that you could get popular making one type of music and then just immediately switch yeah. it up and they're still they're gonna love it more than the shit that you got famous for like that kind of blew yeah, my mind no, like, bro yeah my fans fuck with like all the other like genres that I made, like the glow shit, like the Chief Keef shit, I made hella shit like that. Mm -hmm. And like they'd be fucking with that shit. Like, bro, like 50% of my fan base is like solely off of that too, bro. Like the Chief Keef shit. Like, yeah, that glow shit's hard as fuck. I love making that we shit. You gotta be able to get him in the studio with Chief Keef. That would be fucking iconic. That would be Bro, it, it definitely would be. It can't be that hard. He likes a lot of strange music. He makes very strange music when you really pay attention to his recent output. Yeah, but it's like the big, legend. Big inspiration. You been sure. to a store yet? Hmm? Little gang store? Nah, I haven't, bro. Yeah. Melrose. Melrose? Yeah. Facts. But the other side, the other side of Fairfax. St. <laughs> mm. Cloud told me to ask you about your CBD backwards. CBD backwards. Okay. <laughs> there was a point in time where my, my mom was, like, like really pissed off that I was smoking and all this shit because, like, bro, I was, like, like I said, like, bro, like, 11, 12, like, smoking backwards and shit. Like, you know what I mean? That shit was, like, ridiculous. So she was, like, drug testing me, and, like, I was smoking, like, CBD backwards. You know, like, that CBD weed? You know what I'm talking about? Mm. Like, that, like, flower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I was smoking that shit. That That's, like, an inside joke. I, I, oh, I know really? who asked that, yeah. That's funny as shit, yeah. I, like, pulled up to a studio one time in New York, like, blowing a CBD backward, and, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, same there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, word, but I remember the first time somebody offered me CBD weed and they were like, this is like smoking pain pills. And I was like, okay, huh? that sounds amazing. Like, cause it's like, it's not supposed to get you like high. Uh, it's just supposed to give you that cool chilled out feeling. Yeah, it was basically what it did. Yeah. 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 Real weed smokers are going to act like elitist about it. But that, that was like a one month thing that I did. But yeah, I, I didn't really fuck with that shit. It didn't really do anything. It just made me like lightheaded, honestly. Oh, mm. <laughs> uh, have you got any label deals or people offering you like a deal right now? Uh no I I I I signed a distribution deal. Oh really? With who? Yeah. Um with it's like a like a collaboration deal with like Alamo and uh Hollywood Media. I don't know if you know there. Yeah. I know Alamo. Uh Hollywood Media, bro. Hollywood super cool. Yeah. Fire people. Yeah. That's and, how, lit. and how did you get with uh Harry and Nissim? Um honestly, bro, through Lebanon, the person we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um I think he like showed them my music and um harry was saying he wanted to to manage me and stuff and uh, we just made it happen yeah i should not yeah harry and you're you're definitely in the right hands because the oh. boys are moving man hell yeah how no long have they been managing you um uh, like seven months now six seven uh, months yeah yeah. What's your friendship with Rich and Mary? I seen you guys like hop on live and like <laughs> chop it up a couple times yeah Rich and Mary's cool as fuck it's like cool people i, I fuck with them y'all got any music on the way it maybe I, we don't really have anything right we have like one old track type like some plug and b shit from a while ago but we'll probably eventually make some shit hell yeah of course even though i know you say you're not really focused on features if you could get a dream feature right now who would you want to work with dream feature yeah just like anybody 
I don't know, bro. I'll probably have to say, like, either as of right now, like, future Chief Keef. I feel like that would be super beneficial for the plug and be shit. Like, if, like, Chief Keef got in a fucking plug and be beat, bro, like, it would be, like, game-changing. Or future got in a plug and be beat, that shit would be fucking insane. Yeah, if you're gonna go dream feature, you definitely can't choose somebody low-key. You gotta go for the fucking yeah, gusto, you but know? Hell yeah. Yeah, game-changing. Mm. Okay. Definitely. What, uh, so when you look at your career, it's like, you do kind of make some of the most out-of-the-box music that I heard in a long time, but wh where do you see your career going over the course of the, however many years? Are you in a hurry to blow up, or you feel like you're you're happy to kind of bide your time and, and let yeah, this happen I, I want you to be as natural as possible, yeah. bro. Yeah, like, I don't know. I want to make Plug and Be mainstream, like, if that's possible, bro. Like, yeah, that that's, like, for sure the goal, like, the end goal, to have, like, Plug and Be, like, be, like, a top genre type shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Who do you feel like is at the uh, forefront of Plug and B besides yourself? Besides me? Yeah. I think, like, Summer still has, like, his name with that genre a lot. Like, when you say Plug and B, like, Summers and Autumn, like, come to mind type shit. Um, besides Summers, I don't really know, bro. I'm not gonna, Corey Lingo, for sure. Um, it's another one. Lebanon. There's not really a lot of Plug and B artists these days, bro. Like, there's really not. Like, there's not many left. Yeah. We're a small group. We all know each other. Mm. Real shit. Yeah. Are you friends with Lossy? I think I seen Lossy at the show. Lossy Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, bro. I fuck with Lossy. Yeah, Lossy. Yeah, Lossy used to make uh, a lot of plug and B shit too, but now he got his his little uh, the sex and B shit or whatever. You know yeah. the R and B sound. That shit cool too. I fuck with that. Yeah, I fuck with Lossy. I'm in the hotel. Y'all yeah, used to be my shit back in the day. You know that song, bro. That yeah. Hell yeah. Of yeah. course I know that song. Yeah. yeah. You know what's going on. Yeah. How often you record, bro? Honestly, I record, I've been recording a lot when I'm out here, like, but like, when I'm home, bro, I'd be lazy as shit, like, I record like twice a month, like, to be honest, like, I'll have like those little like, like weeks where like I'm really locked in and I'll make like, like five songs in a week type shit, but like, bro, I don't know how people record every day, like, I can never do that, bro, like, I lose so much, like, Plug and B can only go like so far, bro, it's like, it only branches out, you know what I mean, so far, so like, there's not like a lot of variations of it you can make, if that makes sense, mm. so like, it's hard to find inspiration for like, just that one genre that I'm focusing on. Yeah, like, when people tell me that they make five songs in a night, or that they're in the studio every night, it's like, I respect the work ethic, and you might land on something dope doing that but it's also like unless you're really going out of your way to make shit different and switch it up you're just exactly. kind of grinding out the same shit over and over right Not exactly I, bro i spend like real time on every song like mm. i spend like fucking weeks sometimes like just perfecting one song like the mix like i'm like i'm such a perfectionist with that shit bro like it's got to be like spot on like all that shit like if one bar is fucked up like i'm gonna keep you know what i mean Going back. Is that why there's not that many songs on Lovesick? And are you counting that as an album? Because i seen you say Yeah, like I mean, like, bro, originally it was supposed to be an EP. But, like, people started, like, calling it an album. So I just, like, I went with it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I fuck with Lovesick. But, like, I definitely feel like this new music I, I'm about to drop soon is about to be a lot better. Like, I, I got some, like, crazy shit on the way for sure. Do you think that Yeet can go aura for aura with Playboy Cardi? It's an interesting question. You want to know who would know the answer to that? Hyperpop Daily. That's where it came from. That's where it came We interviewed him, and like I looked at his Instagram and like kept seeing the Aura for Aura shit. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait Dude, to bring I, that yeah. up. And then people on Twitter, like there's a tweet with like 20,000 likes roasting us for having yeah. Aura for Aura in the title. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, I would never say that if I wasn't talking to, talking to Hyperpop Daily. But I've been thinking about Aura a lot now. 
Yeah, you know, I watched the bro, I watched the clip from the fucking interview. He was saying that shit a lot. It's like a new <laughs> thing. Before that, it was Ohio. He was saying Ohio a lot. Ohio this, Ohio that. Fucking Riz, Riz this, Riz that. You know what I mean? But now it's now it's that shit. That shit's funny as fuck. There, there's a whole new wave of slang taking over the country. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you consider yourself a sigma? What the fuck is that? It's like a, a badass dude, like the guy who gets all the girls and shit. Hell yeah. Not mid. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know any of that fucking stuff. Bro, I feel like an old head just because, like, I've been like in the like underground shit. Like, mm. you know what I mean? So I was like fucking tense, like eight years. I mean, yeah. There's, I don't know. I saw a, a, a TikTok that just had like all these different slang terms jammed together, and I knew like twenty percent of them, and it forced me to fucking have to go and just look up the rest of them because I was like, I can't be having this. Like, all this new shit is happening. All these new slang words that I don't know because I really am genuinely an old head. But I want. I'm, I'm fascinated. How old are you? Forty. That's all my dad is. My dad's 40. Jesus Christ, that's, that's crazy. That's scary. That's crazy that you could be my son. That's that's, that's pride. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Who's your, like, go-to producers and shit? Like, who do you, like, when Producers? You yeah, like... Shit, bro. Um, I fuck with Zan Gang, Heavy. Uh, Solemn. I don't know if you know that. He produced, like, fucking, like, 70% of my music. Uh, he's a crazy producer. Um, Honestly, bro, like... Majority of my songs are produced by like Solemn. Like that's like all the hits like that people know except Losing Myself. That's produced by Zangang. Gene Soaked is produced by um and that's J2K. My- that's a really hard producer, bro. Jalen is super fired, super talented person. Um a lot of my songs are are produced by really underground producers too, bro. Like I don't really work with like any of these like like bigger, you know what I mean, like producers. So yeah, they're all like in my little group type shit. We all be working with each other. How did you and Solomon even link up? Was it like a online yeah, yeah, no, he sent me beats to my email, bro, like, I'd be, I'd be periodically, like, going through my email and, yeah. like, listening to all the beats um, people send me, and, like, his shit just stood out, bro, like, that shit was so much different, like, it was, like, bro, he had, like, his own spin to it, you know what I mean, like, it was plug and B, but, like, it was different type shit, so I feel like we, like, have somewhat developed our own, like, plug and B sound together, bro, like, it's not just plug and B, it's a little bit different, like, you know, like, a, like, a shine and solemn type of song, you know what I mean, when you hear it. Mm. How much lean have you sipped? In your lifetime, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. If I pulled out some lean right now, would you drink it? No, I, I honestly. Like he's sober right now, but like, good answer. Yeah, no, I, I'm 100 percent sober, bro. I, like I said, I've had my fun with all that shit, and uh, I'm just not interested in it anymore. Smoking, bro. Like as I've gotten older, like it's just it's made me honestly, bro, like more anxious. Mm. Like. Like, in public settings. Like, when I was younger, bro, like, I, I love to be fried. Like, just, like, everywhere I go, just, like, smoking all day, like, doing nothing. But, like, honestly, bro, like, it lowered my creativity. Mm. Like, when I stopped smoking, like, I instantly had, like, a boost of creativity. Like, all this new music was being made type shit, so. It's weird for me when I, like, go to the skate park and I just see, like, 16-year-old kids <laughs> just smoking so much weed. Bro, that shit's fucking normal these days. Like, yeah, it's totally normal, but I just feel for them because it's, like, bro, you're, you're capping your, like, you're burning potential, burning yourself dude. out, yeah. Like, it's just, you don't want to be numbing your brain at such important years. No, yeah. I definitely feel like it burnt me out for a little bit. Your parents had to be aware of your drug usage somewhat, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, they were. I mean, like, they weren't aware of, like, the other, like, like the psychedelics and shit like that. Like, I didn't start telling my mom, like, the fuck was going on with that until I was, like, 17, 18. Like, I was telling her, like, the shit I fucked with and all that. And, like, she, like, my mom is a smart person, like. I think she knew the whole time, but, like, there's nothing she can really do about it. Like, there's only, like, a certain extent a parent can, like, go, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm. Ain't that the truth? What about, uh, like, in Minnesota? Like, how's the love and, like, how are they perceiving you back home? Like, 
Are they catching on to what's going on? Bro, surprisingly, like, a lot of people hit me up and they're like, do a show in Minnesota, you know what I mean? Like, I have a lot of fans there, I think. I didn't know that I had a lot of fans there. Like, I used to get a lot of hate there, bro. Like, a lot of people from, like, like my middle schools and shit like that, like, yeah, they were just straight hate. But, like, now, like, yeah, it's crazy how the tables fucking turned. When you're young, doing anything outside the box is just going to make you get that fucking reaction from people, I feel like. Especially with my image, bro, like, just being young, like, white artists and all this shit, like, yeah, people were just making a joke of it for real. Well, I was pressure, serious. Yeah, the pressure to stand out when you're in high school and shit is, or to, to fit in is, like, so intense. <laughs> But meanwhile, like, as you get older, you kind of realize, like, oh, if you really want to, like, do something with yourself, you kind of need to figure out how to make yourself stand out, you know? Yeah, no, 100%, bro. Yeah. What are some things that you might want to clear up that people on the internet think about you that's not true, just like he thought you ate grass and that's not even (laughs) a fucking thing? Honestly, bro, I think, no, a lot of people have, like, created this, like, narrative that I'm, like, this 13-year-old, like, fucking drug addict. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, like... All I do is just like do opiates and like all this crazy shit. Like I'm like, I'm a pr- like I'm actually a smart person. Like I'm not like cocky about it. Like I just know my like self worth. You know what I mean? Like I know I'm a smart person and what I'm capable of doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's probably the only thing I would clear up. Like I'm not a drug addict. Like right now at least. Like, so my boy Lil Sean is not on drugs for the people. Who I'm wonder. sober right now. Yeah, right do, now. Do you feel like the neck beard is part of your success? Hundred percent. Well, like you got some, it's like a sneaky beard where it's like it's weird, right? You gotta it's see like, it from the right angle like, to keep a, it, <laughs> bro. It's like only coming in down here. Like I'm just waiting, bro. Like I mean, the rest will come in for no, sure. Oh, it's, it's gonna come in. Yeah, I'm gonna Have keep you it too. Being grown out, or is that just for no? Yeah, yeah. I, bro, I just like I don't find any like yeah purpose in shaving it. Like I don't really care. Kind of like stands out now. It's like, that's the weird thing about being young is you just get like hair in like strange places. I remember being like eighth grade and having hella long nipple hair, but no hair on the rest of my chest. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding either. I feel like a lot of people had that. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely I haven't experienced that one yet. Um, yeah, no, but with the facial hair, though, I mean, like, yeah. When I do get a beard, though, I'm going to keep it, mm. for sure. I want a girl like a, like no, like your shit, no cap. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Appreciate that. Shout out the beard. So, like, are you recording yourself nowadays for the most part? Yeah, no, I've never used an engineer. I don't know, yeah. Not even in L.A.? Because, you know, when no. you get to L.A., they try to get you I there. go to the studio, but I record myself. Like, oh, all right. Like, I set up my computer and shit and, like, pull the mic, you know what I mean, by the computer and just punch in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always been. I don't I don't feel comfortable with someone else mixing my shit, bro. Like, I feel like my sound is so, like, unique, like, an engineer couldn't copy it type shit. Like, my shit, like, does not fit studio standards, bro. Like, so the whole Lovesick album is completely... Every album, like every everything. every song I have on my SoundCloud, my fucking Spotify, all shit is... It's like, all you just... It's written, engineered by me, like all that shit, yeah. Mastered, yeah. That's hard. You think they got, the label's going to ever try to press you into getting, like, other people to step in and... No, not, not unless I sign, like, a fucking, like, a full label yeah. deal or something like that. Like, with distribution deals, like, full, full creative control. Type shit, which is like the way I want it. It's the way I need it. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. What's the plans for Lil Sean in the future? Like, where do you want to be in next year, twenty twenty four? What's your goals? Fucking big ass rap, really. I don't know. Like, I mean, you're on your way. You're, you're, you're. I'm, yeah, I'm on my way, bro. It took a long fucking time, like long time, long time coming type shit. But, um, bro, I like I said before, I want Plug and B to be like, you know, like I want to push the Plug and B narrative, bro. Like, I want people to like recognize, like. You know, like, how fucking cool of a genre this shit is, bro. Because this shit's really fire. I just think, like, not enough people know about it, bro. You got to respect somebody who goes hard for their genre above themselves. Because he's not even, like, talking about himself as much as he's saying, like, nah, I'm trying to 
put on for this fucking wave. Overall. Yeah, the whole thing, bro. Not just me. Everyone that does this shit, bro. There's a lot of talented artists that don't get enough recognition with the plug and be shit, bro. Yeah, like Corey Lingo. It's one of them for sure. Yeah. Name like two, three more so everyone's watching. They might go tap in. Yeah, y'all got to tap in with Corey Lingo, uh, Lebzanon, and uh, Young Friendy. Like, all fire artists, bro. Like, it's just crazy. Like, yeah, the plug and be shit is so slept on. Like, really. Everyone's focused on the opium shit right now, bro. Like, opium this, opium that is all I hear. But, like, I mean, I got nothing against it. It's just, like, I don't know. People need to branch out. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if there was a Ken Carson show in your town, would you go? I don't go to shows. You don't? No. Not, I mean, not now. I don't want to seem like a fanboy. You don't even want to just, like, I don't scope mean, the vibe? Nah. See what's going on. Nah, I mean, I go if, like it was like some like like personal cool shit where like I'm like chopping it up with, like the artist that's performing, but mm-hmm. like on some like fan shit where I'm like just watching the show. Nah, like I'm not gonna go. <laughs> Respect. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Not even for like any of like OG artists and shit. Like maybe like artists not in your realm. Like you yeah. want to go to like a Drake show? No, no. I, I don't really listen to Drake. Yeah. 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 I dig it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like if Michael Jackson was still alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go to a Michael Jackson <laughs> show for sure. I'll fuck with your obsession for Michael Jackson. Bro, because he's just like, yeah, he's such a big inspiration to me, bro. Like, real shit. Yeah. Why do you think you were so inspired? Was it the music? Was it the fashion? Like, what drew you to Michael Jackson? I don't know, bro. I think it like, just the melodies, bro. Like, I'm not going to lie. I can moonwalk. Like, oh, word. Real shit. Like, I can, you got to like, bust some moonwalk for us, man. I will. I got you. Yeah. All right, for sure. We're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> bro, I, I used to be able to, like, really dance like him, bro. Like, spot on. Like, when I was a kid, like, I was so obsessed with that shit, bro. Like, I learned, like, his, like, stage performances, like, to a T. Like, I could, like, recite, like, a full concert of him, like, performing. Like, yeah, perfectly. Rap needs that. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to start, like, busting out, like, all these, like, hidden talents for the internet. I just did, like, the cup stacking shit. You saw that? I, like, stack cups. You know what speed stacking is? I can stack cups, like, hella fast. I did that shit. They posted on Twitter. That shit went viral. How'd you learn that? Uh, The internet. Yeah. Seeing that shit, bro, like found interest in it. Got did a you have cups. like a, a bottle flip phase? No, I definitely didn't have one of those. No, I'm trying mm-hmm. to think. Fidget spinner. I mean, yeah, like <laughs> just to like play play around with, yeah, yeah but yeah. not like seriously. The cup stacking shit, like I really took serious. What's another hidden talent that no one knows that Lil Sean has? There's cup stacking. There's the the moonwalk. Um, I don't know. I think that that might be it. I mean, I don't know. Any sports? You play any sports? Oh, I mean, like, yeah, I played, like, basketball and football and shit when I was younger, like, like middle school type shit. I played uh, basketball and football, but, like, I was never, like, fucking, like, crazy good at it or anything where I could, like, become, like, a professional athlete off doing the shit. I just did it, like, for fun. There's no part of you that still kind of wants to skate and shit? That's that's just Yeah, no, yeah, no. That's another hidden talent. So I can really skate, bro. Like, I really was doing that shit. Like, that was, like, every day, like— Go to school, like, right when I'm done, go to, like, skate park type shit with everyone. I definitely could still skate right now. Like, if I had a board, like, I could probably kick flip. I mean, it's crazy seeing the rise of BLP Kosher because he's probably the best skater ever. Bro, rapper I was ever. watching him. He's fucking cold, bro. Super he, he know, yeah. You guys got to play Super skate. Super talented skate. Before him, no, people would, were talking about, he like. He kill me, bro. He's, like, yeah. he knows how to skate skate. Like, he's got yeah, real yeah. footage. Like, before him, or they're talking about Rich the Kid because he could, like, do a tray flip one time. Like, I mean. Yeah, I wonder how hard he still goes because be he's still for, in there. He's still no. Once you get to that skating. point, like there's no like going back. Like with the skating, like he, that shit's like muscle memory, bro. Like he probably could do that shit. He still. literally still goes like to skate park. He'll go to like a random city and him and oh Lyon. yeah, he probably does. They yeah. go like make no. sure they hit. His I skate was watching park that up. shit, bro. He's fucking talented. Lil Wayne would probably bring him on tour just to skate with him because I know some <laughs> dudes who have been brought on tour with Lil Wayne just to hang out at the skate park at night when the show's. Bro, I over. forgot Lil Wayne could skate. I, I remember that. that yeah. Era. 
I think his board still hasn't really like left the ground. He, he does like roll on grinds and shit, but I mean, it's better yeah. than nothing. Uh, yeah, that's what he... Um, okay, anything else that we should uh, hit? Are you still obsessed with strawberry milk? Strawberry milk? Or what was the, the brand? True Moo? True Moo, yeah. Yeah. Shit, I haven't drunk, bro. I haven't drunk that shit in a long ass time. But like, there was a phase where like I would get fried and just like drink strawberry milk, bro. That shit was gas. Okay, just makes me think about what my stomach would do if I drank a bunch of strawberry milk right oh, now. Oh yeah, it definitely ended in yeah. <laughs> Some time. <laughs> you can only on the imagine, bowl. yeah. <laughs> For sure. One more. Uh, what is Ocean Gang? Ocean Gang. Yeah. That's like Cartier God's shit. You know what? You know Cartier God is. That's like uh like. Like reptilian club boys, like that little like group. That's like his like, that's like his like group. Ocean Gang. I don't, I'm not part of it. You weren't. Oh, you know. Uh, I was part of that reptilian club boys shit though. Oh, all right. So that's where the yeah. It's probably where like the question comes from. Like, but like I've only seen like Ocean Gang like that name like surface around like Cartier God. Like that's like his shit. Like that's like I don't think there's anyone in it though besides like him and maybe like another producer. But that's like his. Because yeah. you were in multiple groups before, like the D one. Then what else? What other group were you in? No, it was it was literally just like D one and then uh, the Reptilian Club Boys shit. Oh, right, sure. yeah, it was literally just those two. Yeah, but I was like, bro, the RCB shit, the Reptilian Club Boys. It was like, it was so brief. Like I wasn't really like in the group type shit. Like I was just like friends with like some of the members in there. We'd hang out and like the name like. Like the people started like automatically assuming that I was part of the group and like yeah they, yeah the internet just automatically put that label on me so I don't know I ran with it. Give me another little random uh random little Sean fact. A fact? Yeah, just a random. Hmm. I don't know, bro. I'm honestly, bro. I'm smart as shit. That's literally just another fact. Like on the computers, bro. Like I'm so technological. Like if I wasn't a rapper right now, like I'd probably be doing something like tech related or I'd become a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, I'd probably become a doctor. It seems like a very different skill set. Like, it definitely to is. sit in medical school for like eight years and then be able to like fit into this super regimented lifestyle versus being a rapper where you kind of just get to like hang out. Yeah, I feel I don't know. I just like, I could always picture myself like being a doctor, like, popping out in the doctor coat. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, just hard. Like, you I ever, feel like all the work would pay off. You ever listen to Shine, the rapper from the 90s? Just to Shine? That's, there's like, a, there's that's a your OG. Shine, yeah. S H Y N E. No, I he didn't. He stabbed know. somebody for Puffy. No, I thought didn't Black Cray go by Lil Shine? You might be right. Yeah, I think he did. Black Cray, I have a legendary Black Cray interview. Yeah, he's a fucking legend too. Yeah, yeah. it's another one. Okay, shout out Black Cray. Black Cray got you into rapping, uh, bro. Like partly, like around that same time, like that I was introduced to plug shit, bro. Like Lil Tracy, Black Cray, like all that shit. Like it was surfacing. Like that shit was a big inspiration, bro. I used to listen to hella Black Cray. Like, Black, Black Cray's fucking a goat. No cap. Thanks. Uh, all right. Appreciate you. Little Shine, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thank you so much, Adam. Tap in with my man. Thank you to Remo for the play. Shine in the building. Let's go. Yeah. I spilled Walkhart on my jeans. Now my jeans soaked. Come on, man. Tell him. Little Shine, Remo, no jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, Instagram. Like, comment, subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support.